said if you love me But their broken dreams have got to Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fire Football Radio. I'm your host, Matt McGrath, alongside Zach Schmolin, Luigi Coppola, and this is the ninth episode of Fire Football Radio Show. And as a reminder, we'll be live from the store's studio every Wednesday night on WHUS Stores 91.7 from 6 to 7 to bring you the latest news, rumors, and more about America's game and the league we all know and love, the NFL. We are currently at the beginning of Week 9 of the NFL season, coming off an exciting Week 8 where the Patriots and 49ers stayed undefeated, and the Dolphins and the Bengals are still the only winless teams. I feel like I've been saying that for the last however many weeks. But anyways, Zach and Luigi, what's going on, baby? You've been saying it every week because they're undefeated. Literally every week. Yeah, it's great to hear them being undefeated every week. Um, It's kind of sad that the Dolphins and the Bengals can't catch a break, but... uh, that's what you get when you have uh, poor front offices. And a poor team. Yeah, no, two two great teams, and then two garbage teams. But anyways, as a reminder, the call-in number is 860-486-9487. That's 860-486-9487. And as a reminder, once again, we have a Twitter at Fire Radio. That's P-H-I-R-E Radio. So give us a follow if you enjoy the show. And we're going to get, I think we're just going to get right into it as week eight in review, as we always do. So injuries to start off, J.J. Watt has a season-ending pectoral injury, had season-ending surgery on Tuesday. So that's a big hit to the Texans' defense. He he's only played he played 16 games last season, and then the last three or the last three season or two seasons before that he played eight games combined, and then this season he played what eight? So it's rough. Well, barely even eight. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's sad that he's got the injury bug for such a great player, someone who. Uh, if he was playing 16 games year in and year out as Defensive Player of the Year candidate, year in and year out. It's sad to see him always sidelined by something, but, I mean, you know, some people just have that injury bug. It's sad. You know, he had 16 sacks last year, and it seemed like he was going to come for another great year this year, but got cut short. So, unfortunate for the Texans. But Vikings, Vikings wide receiver Josh Doxson is going to return from IRR this week. He's not eligible to play against the Chiefs, but could return in Week 10. So, I'm, I mean, Josh Doxson, what was he on, the Redskins before this? Yeah. yeah. He had a tough go there. So, I don't know. I don't really think that's going to really change their offense drastically. I don't think no, so. No, he's just an athlete, and it's good to see people again. Yeah, he's a good special injury. teams guy. So, uh, But also, Sam Darnold will practice with a splint on his on injured thumb this week. So that's not great for the Jets, who are already pretty terrible at 1-6. I think so. it was a, it was a minor sprain, right, to his thumb. Yeah, no, I don't think it was anything yeah, serious. I think I mean, we would have known if that if it was serious, but yeah. But I mean, throwing off your uh, whole throwing motion during practice for just because he's got a splint on is kind of a kind of a day wrecker. Yeah, no, tough. But we have our first caller on the line, so we'll take them on. So caller number one, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, I'm Jared Sancho from North Haven, Connecticut. Uh, how's it going? Good. How are you? Not bad. What's going on? Is, is there a Luigi with you? Oh, yes, sir, there Jared, is. I'm right here. What's up, Jared? Lou, what's up, buddy? How you doing, buddy? You got a question? No, I just want to call you see how you're doing. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing good, Jared. Thanks for the call, buddy. <laughs> no problem, buddy. See you later. All right, have a good day. All right. 
And so to continue, A.J. Green is set to return in Week 10, says he's ready to, in quotes, ball out, and that he understands the Andy Dalton benching and what it means. I think he's ready to go. He's been missing a lot of time. Of course he, he's ready to go. He he's also, A.J. Green. Yeah, yeah. He, came out with a, he came out during this whole uh, press conference or media availability period. He came out and said uh, that the Bengals would not be 0-8 with him on the roster. I think that's true. Year. They have I nothing agree. on offense other I mean, than made, Joe Mixon. Made a couple catches. I mean, I also feel horrible for Joe Mixon. I mean, dealing with this 0-8 team and trying, just trying, clawing out as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So we got another caller on the line. Caller number two, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Sal from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, what's going on, Sal? Uh, everything is good. Uh, I'm listening to the show, and uh, these guys are pretty impressive. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate the listeners. Sure. Uh, I got a, I got a question for the guys on the show, if I may. If I may. Of course. Go ahead. Of course. Well, uh, guys, pretty. You got anything, Sal? Uh, sure. Well, uh, first of all, like I said before, pretty impressive, very knowledgeable. Appreciate I'd like it. To say hello to my grandson over there, uh, Luigi. Hi, no, no. How are you? Good, Luigi. How are you? Good, good. You want to talk hey, about listen, those bills? Uh, you picked uh, against my team last week. I told you you broke my heart, but you're right again. So I can uh, really knock you too much for that. Yeah, I mean, they are. The Bills are playing good, but it was just a tough game against the Eagles. Well, uh, my question to you guys is I'd like you to, put, to have your input as to, uh, you know, what they have to do to make the playoffs this year. I mean, I've been waiting a long, long time, uh, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Bills is an unfortunate franchise. But, I don't know, Zach, you want to go ahead? I think you got another year. I think this year they could. They could make it, clinch a wild card yeah, spot because the five, AFC yeah. is weak. They're five and two, but so. I think next year is Devin Singletary's been hurt recently, right? Yeah, he was. Hurt. Yeah, Devin Singletary comes back. Josh Allen's got another year under his belt. You have a free agency period in the draft to try and pick up a couple more offensive weapons on a receiving core that's severely lacking. You got a defense that's playing well. I think next year's your year for sure. Yeah, I think uh, building on that defense would be very important and. Uh, just structuring that offense around the guys that they already have, maybe bringing in some receivers either through the draft or in free agency because uh, a big name like Amari Cooper will be a free agent this uh, this coming off season. So bringing in someone like Amari Cooper would be great for the Bills. I mean, they just need a little bit of star power just to push them through, get through that uh, tough schedule. Well, unfortunately, you know they're not a uh, you know they're not a big uh, a big franchise team. And uh, but I, you know, I'm willing to wait. I waited, uh, I don't know, a ton of years for the Red Sox to do it, and I never thought they were going to do it. And uh, now I'm waiting for the uh, Bills. So hopefully uh, they'll do it. Yeah, patience, no, no, you'll be fine. One day. Listen, there's there's always hope. I just think I think as Zach said. It just needs time. Josh Allen is a young quarterback. I think he's actually really good, better than people expected him to be. I think he just needs right, more right. weapons on offense, and the defense is playing well too. So, 
Yeah, I feel they have a very good defense. Uh, they just got to learn how to win more than anything else. Exactly. You know, winning is, uh, is an attitude. Exactly. So, so okay, guys, thank you, uh, you know, for taking my call, and uh, just keep up the good work. And uh, Luigi, great job, man. Thank keep you. Thank you, no, no. Thank you for calling in. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Nice call. Good to get the families in here. <laughs> All right, where were we? All right, Jacksonville, to continue the injuries, wide receiver Marquise Lee has been placed on the IR with a shoulder injury. Uh, I haven't really been following Marquise Lee. I know he's a great talent, but I don't know really know how he's doing that well. He's a year. talent. He's a talent, yeah. But, I mean, they, they still have some guys on offense there, so I, I don't think it should hurt that bad. But um, And then to continue, the Dolphins star cornerback, Xavier Howard was placed on the IR with a knee injury this past week. That's a big hit, even though they're terrible. But yeah, like, I mean, their best play losing your best player is never a good thing. But I mean, it's not a bad thing when you're the Miami Dolphins. I mean, if you're going to tank, you might as well tank, right? <laughs> exactly. You might as well get injuries, trade, cut people, <laughs> do whatever you can to free up space for next year, which they're doing. I mean, I think in the next. I don't know. They should, if they make good draft picks. I mean, look at what the 49ers, four exactly. years of having top 10 draft picks in a row. Yeah. Look what that could do to your team. Yeah, no, it's going to take time. Coaching, getting the right guys in place in your front office. Football is a big, I've said this over and over again, football is a game of patience. I think the Dolphins are going to come out of nowhere in the next three years. Because they have they have a quarterback already. Josh Mm-mm. Rosen throws a beautiful, fo- a f- beautiful football. No, no, they're going to draft somebody. They're not keeping him. I think they will. No. If they get the number one draft Dude, pick. there's going to I think, I think uh, they will, though they will have a top two draft pick more than likely. Yes, yeah. 100%. I think that they should not use it on a quarterback. I think wait a year until better quarterbacks come out of the draft and take Chase Young. The man is a man. He's playing 19, 20-year-old kids. And he is playing like he should be a pro bowler, an all-pro in the NFL currently. That's who you want to pick. That is the best player in the draft. Obviously. Don't go after the arm. You don't need that right now. You have Josh Rosen. You need to build around something. You need to have some sort of start. So drafting a quarterback, I don't think is a great idea, especially if it's Tua. I mean, to think that if if you're saying that they're going to be top five picks in the next two years, which they will, then you're saying you would – take Chase Young and then wait for a quarterback? Yeah. So what if there's a guy that they really like this year? Then they take him. All Obviously, right. I'm not right, I'm yeah. not in the front office of the Miami Dolphins. Right. They want to take two attack of Aloha, take two attack of Aloha, but Don't or take Herbert. two attack of Aloha. I think Chase Young is a generational talent. I mean, you can wait Have for you, Lawrence. You just need to look at the man. Look at him. He's just just what he's doing. He's a Heisman He's a top 5 Heisman candidate right now. And he's on the defensive side of the ball. He's a defensive lineman too. At that, yeah. I mean, like that's Ohio State defensive linemen have come out of the draft or have come into the draft being the top players almost every year. You know, the Bosa brothers, Chase Young. So draft Chase Young. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't disagree, but I don't know. We'll see what they do. But uh, another injury: Broncos quarterback Joe Flacco could miss up to six weeks dealing with a neck disc injury. And surgery is unlikely as of now. Classic Broncos. <laughs> Did you see what he said? Yes, of course I saw what he said. <laughs> what do you think? What, he said? what do you think? I think he's right. 
Yeah, but do you think he should just jump on his team in a press conference like that? No, but I think what he said is true. What did he say? He said that we're scared. Like we're we ha- well, how many wins do they have? Two. Oh, that they weren't playing aggressively. Yes, they're playing well, uh, like they're afraid to lose a game. Well, but listen, they have nothing to lose in no, the first place. Okay, but they can't win a game with Joe Flacco at quarterback. What are they going to risk with Joe Flacco at quarterback? He can't throw That's more than thirty yards down about. the field. He's talking about he wants to. He's talking about he play calling play. and game yes, management. Yes, yes, but how can you have play calling and game management? Improve if your quarterback is one of the worst. Well, he's the, the he's the, the one complaining. He's absolutely one of the worst. Name I can't name. He's in the top. He's in the bottom five of the league right now. He's well, he's old. He's, he's old. His, his he's, time his time is that's way what past. I'm saying. You can't run risky or high octane offenses with a quarterback like that. You can when it he has matter. zero mobility. No, no. You listen. Football is still the game of football. It doesn't matter if they already are two and five or whatever they are right now. You can't do stuff if you don't have the personnel to do it. He is not a person for a high oct- octane offense. He's not. Not even remotely. He can't move. He's not a great game manager. He never has been. He won a Super Bowl because of the rest of his team. It was frustrating. He, there's we had nothing the about Joe Flacco. We had the personnel to do it if Joe Flacco wasn't throwing the football. No, you did not. Yes, we did. We had Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's been popping off this year. You have no offensive line whatsoever. We have a young offensive line. Exactly. You can't have an eye. A young offensive line gets the job Listen, I don't care. Listen, we have the fourth best defense in the I I don't care. I do not care if you have Jerry Rice, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown as your wide receivers. If your offensive line is as bad as the Broncos' offensive line is, you cannot push the ball. Middle tier. You cannot push Listen, the ball. Listen, you're telling this to a Giants fan who had a young offensive line, for a terrible offensive line for years. You cannot stick a veteran quarterback. Young and like, terrible similar, is not si- Hold on, hold on. The Giants' offensive line was just straight up bad. So right. is the, the Broncos. It, it doesn't matter how old they are. They're still bad to begin with. And Eli Manning and Joe Flacco are basically the same quarterback. Immobile, pocket passers, won Super Bowls in their late 30s. So... You can't, like, clearly the Giants have had to move on from that. And I know this was kind of a placement year for the Broncos because I'm, I'm assuming they're going to try to draft somebody if Drew Locke doesn't somehow work out. But I hope we don't draft anybody because it's just a waste of a draft pick at this point. John Elway can't draft quarterbacks. He's the worst. Then get rid of Elway. Well, you get rid of your whole I've been saying all- that we should do that forever. Your whole team needs a rebuild completely from top to bottom. I'll do it. I'll be the GM. You would think... That a Hall of Fame quarterback could draft quarterbacks like no tomorrow. Could draft a semi-competent can. cannot. Yes, because so. he sees their arm and he sees his arm and he's like, "Wow, the oh. comparison is there." But he doesn't study into their brains and he doesn't study into their winning mentalities. Drew Locke didn't win. He was a great. He was Paxton good, Lynch didn't win. He was a you, good. Yeah, I mean, he was a good quarterback at as Mizzou, much as I disagree with win. Baker Mayfield Daniel on most Jones of the things he says. No, you he need a either. quarterback who wins. You need a winning mentality quarterback or else you're not getting anywhere. All right. Two more injuries to go. James Conner sprained his AC joint in his shoulder and his day-to-day, according to the Steelers. He had a great week last week. I mean, not <laughs> tough not to against the Dolphins. but uh, And then finally, Matt Ryan, quarterback for the Falcons, is set to return after their bye week, which is this week, and injured his ankle against the Rams. Uh, they're garbage. It's over for them. So, but. Yeah, no, it's over. It doesn't even matter when he comes back. Yeah, no. So, as a reminder, call in numbers 860 486 9487. That's 860 486 
9487. So call in if you're interested. And I guess we'll get right into our topics of talk. So trade deadline happened this past Tuesday, which was yesterday. So some trade deadline moves and disappointments. So Leonard Williams to start off traded to the Giants for a third third and a fourth round or a third and a fifth round pick, which can become a fourth if the Giants re-sign him. I personally, you go ahead. Yeah, you I'll, I'll go ahead. One. I've I've looked into this a lot. This man was a sixth overall pick in the first round. What 20, 2015, I believe, came into that draft basically as the best talent in that draft, and then went to the Jets and underachieved like every Jets player has done in the last six years. And then the Giants somehow trade him for a third and a fifth, which can become a fourth. If they actually hold on, let's get, let's get a caller on the line. Caller number three. What's your name and where you're from? Hey, it's Juan from Middlebury. Oh, I knew you were going to call right when I started talking about the Giants. Buenos noches, boys. <laughs> What's going on? How are we doing, Juan? I'm good. I was actually calling in to talk about the uh, the trade the Giants made with the Jets for uh, Big Cat Williams. What are your thoughts? I know. I mean, I was just talking about it. Oh, I was just starting off at least. Um, I don't know. I mean, we have a lot less ec- expectations for how he's going to play than the Jets did when they picked him. They picked him as a sixth round or sixth overall pick in the 2015 draft. Expected him to be a monster on defense, which he clearly wasn't. And I think for us to give a third and a fifth was actually a good pick. And if we can, you know, Gettleman maybe thought that Leonard Williams is going to be a free agent after this year. We might not be the Giants might not be able to sign him without trading for him during the year. So to give up a fourth for that is fine. A third and a fourth for that is fine. I, I liked it. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been sort of a dud in in New Jersey, but I mean, I, hopefully the Giants bring him in and do something too. They've had some great pass rushers in their past. Yeah, JPP. OC, Yumanura, Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck. Yeah. Like, we need to get back to what... The only reason the Giants won those Super Bowls, not the only reason, but the majority of the reason was because their defense, defense was so great. Phenomenal defense. We need to get back to that. We cannot keep focusing on building around... You, I mean, obviously you need to build around Daniel Jones, but now the line is good. You have Saquon Barkley. You have all these weapons they have around the you. coming in. Figure out the defense. I think that's what that... I think this is what this move was intended to do. Yeah. I think they're on the right path. Veteran right leadership on the line. I think they're on the right path right now. Let's, let's do it. But young veteran leadership, because he's four or five, five or six years into the league. Not too, yeah. not too old of a hey, man. He's 25, and he's a big body. Yeah, so, uh, we'll see where it goes, right? Yeah, definitely. I think it was a good move for them. One of the one of the better moves that Gettleman has done without any repercussion after that. Yep. Yeah. All right, boys. All right, Juan. The good work, and uh, this is like the best part of my day. <laughs> Every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Juan. All right. Thanks for calling Later. in. Later. Adios. Adios. Classic. Classic call. Classic call about the Giants. Yeah. But oh yeah. So to finish off, you know. Uh, we'll see what how it plays out, but I'm not really giving any huge expectations. But if he plays above the pl- level he's played in the, on the Jets, it should be fine. Well, he is right now. He has no ceiling and no floor. No, I, he's got. He's right in the middle. He's got very lo- little expectations. He's here to come in and just play football. Exactly. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, another trade, Akib to leave, was dealt to the Dolphins with a fifth round, a fifth rounder for a future late round pick. The Rams cleared. $4.2 million in cap by doing so, so it was basically just a salary dump. I don't know. I mean, 
They're dumping an old man. Like, why do the money. Dolphins need to take in more money for a guy who's not even going to help him this year? Imagine he's on the IR, is he not? Is how both their corners are on the Dude, IR right why? now. <laughs> what are they doing? Like, they, like they're tanking. Zach said this is earlier. a complete tank. One hundred percent. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, go ahead. Picture this situation. <laughs> it's a nice. It's a beautiful morning in Los Angeles. You roll out of your bed. You check your phone. It says. You've been traded to the Dolphins. Goodbye. I would cry right there. Yeah. That's horrible. No, but he, I don't, I mean, he's not playing this year, so. They're stockpiling. Zach said it to me the other day. He's right. They're stockpiling. Yeah, I know, he's right. But I Was don't. Was Xavier Howard even hurt before, or did they just throw him on the he IR? He has a undisclosed knee injury. Yes. Okay. Listen, so you can said, have a tweak and get put on the said, IR. You're the it only player matter. that means anything on this roster. We just got another one who means something. That's He's hurt too. Precisely what they did. You're gonna sit down and wait till next year they, when just... we have money and picks. And I'm sure Xavier Howard's frustrated being the only oh, of course. only player on that team with any sort of promise. I mean, yeah, dude, it's tough. Nobody, it's, nobody wants to. That be That is there. a sad roster. Like, I, I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I want to move on from talking about them. We've talked about them too much. Well, it's just because they're so bad. But wanna... I mean, we'll talk about them they're once so bad. the draft comes. So. But we got another caller on the line, so caller number four. What's your name and you're from? Hey, Matt. Cliff from Middlebury. Oh, what's going on, Mr. Asmiel? How are you, bud? Not bad, not bad. So tell me, what, what are the Jets thinking by potentially putting Jamal Adams on the block? Listen. We were just about to, yeah, we were we were just just about about to, to get there. Get into that, but I mean, might as well go now. Uh... They weren't thinking. No, That's exactly weren't. what was happening. They were panicking. They, they were panicking that they needed to make another mo- big move at they, the trade deadline. They wanted picks, money. They wanted something at, at the time. What is that? How, I, I don't understand how you have something. You wanted that position. You've got the best at that position. Mm-hmm. And now you decide you want a first-round pick for that position when you, you've already got a guaranteed winner on your team. And then you go and look for something else that there's no guarantee. Yeah. Makes no sense. No, it makes absolutely. You're no absolutely sense. right. I mean, they were Very probably they were probably looking to get out of him at, at least a first round and then a second or third too. But that it's just ridiculous. There's no need. And he he the worst part about all this whole situation for the not is not even for the Jets it's for Jamal Adams who has to deal with the backlash of almost being traded without his own knowledge. Right. He said he. And they, they had a conversation. They had a conversation a couple of days earlier, and he said he was all in. Yeah. And then, then you go and pull that on him. I mean, now Jamal's like, you know, what's up with that? Yeah, you I know? mean, he, he's a guy who I believe, not this after this season, but after the next one, is a free agent. That's not something you do to someone that is very important to your defense and very exactly. important to your team in general in your locker room. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, and more importantly, you know, he's he's great on the field, but he's a great locker room presence, and it's just, uh, I don't get it. I understand the big cat move, and I understand if they moved Robbie Anderson, they've got, if they got other help there, and they're not going anywhere really right now, but you still need that strong presence in the locker room, and there's so many things that he brings to the Jets that just mind-boggling, you know? Yeah, no, he's a great young, you know, leader. He's 
great for that defense. Yeah, no, and he loves being in New York. He never said he was he didn't want to be in New York. I know he's from Texas, so that may have made sense to trade him to the to Dallas, but it, uh, n- not in this situation. It doesn't. Like, what are you gonna do? Trade for an, like what are the Jets gonna do? Trade for another first round pick and draft another lineman that you're just gonna trade away instead? Like, yeah, and they and they're so good at first round picks too. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, to get another one, and you're going to have a top five pick, probably at least top ten at the end of the yeah. season. So, yeah, but just I mean, just keep what you got right now. Make you know, I think they should trade Gates. That's what I think they should. Do. Yeah, if anyone, they should trade Gates. <laughs> trade him for free. Trade him for free. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. He's, He's the biggest problem. problem. Bring back Rex Ryan. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking, but he's our only problem. I I have to agree. You have a promising roster. Just great roster, honestly. Horrible. Some injuries, uh, obviously. A great roster. Well, a, a good young roster. good off a, a good roster, good roster a that could solid, be great. A solid middle of the pack team that could be built on heavily with a coach who is. That's it, and just get get offensive line help. And if you can't get offensive line help, then maneuver your backfield to help him out, and you know at least give yourself a fighting chance. What's going on with Kalich? Kalich Osemele. He's he hurt got now, right? it, man. He, what, he I heard he's like suing the Jets medical staff for malpractice or something on his whatever was hurt. It's insane. I, I don't I honestly don't know what's going on with that, but you know, he's 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 really no longer a Jet problem, I guess. I don't I guess. know what the deal was. With I that. mean he was very good. That's very sad. He was. He was. I just you know, I mean, clearly they had some serious disagreements there. Yeah, I mean, it's turning into a dumpster fire that shouldn't be a dumpster fire. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then you got the then you got the owner talking bad about him. Oh yeah, did you yeah. hear what hear what he said? No. Yeah. So who was it? Chris Johnson, up. right? It's just crazy. I mean, it was it was more organized when Rex Ryan was running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not saying much. <laughs> no, it's not. Rex. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for letting me get off some steam. All right, Cliff. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Dumpster, dumpster fire Sadly. for the Jets, unfortunately. Uh, but what could have been in some other trades, uh, we'll go one more. Uh, Chiefs and Texans were linked to Le'Veon Bell, who almost could have gotten traded for the Jets as well. So uh, They were just looking, they were looking to, I think they just honestly wanted their name somewhere. I think the Jets just wanted someone to talk about them for once. <laughs> I mean, Besides being horrible. <laughs> well, they clearly know that they need to fix something, but not f- f- trading the guy you just signed or your best player on defense. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But, anyways, we'll move on from and there. Both of them, both, uh, last thing on that, both Le'Veon and Jamal Adams, legitimately, last week, after they lost, after on Sunday, after they lost, yeah. both said that they were still all in on the Jets. Yeah, Both of them. I know. And then they mo- try to move both of them. I don't know. I don't know. It's the Adam Gase way. People want to be there. In Miami. Um, Yeah. But so we'll move on from there. But some crazy trades or potential trades that almost happened on Tuesday. Uh, But uh, moving on, 49ers defense versus the Patriots defense, which both have been great. The Patriots defense has more touchdowns than OBJ, Julio, D-Hop, and many other top offensive threats. I actually actually didn't know that. Alvin Kamara. Le'Veon Bell, they have more touchdowns than all of them. That's ridiculous. All of them. Well, the Patriots have only given up, well, before last week. Did they give up a passing touchdown to the Browns? Because they only had one going in. Yeah, I think they did. They did one, yeah. at least one, probably. So they only have two in eight games. It's they ridiculous. still have 15 Absolutely years. ridiculous. How many times did they pick off 
Baker? Three? three? I think there were three, three? Was it So three? that's 18 interceptions? Well, it was one fumble or... return for a touchdown, and then he at least got picked off twice. Well, yeah, so. there was the, there was so the just... play where he threw it into the Dean lineman's belly. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. That was ridiculous. Ridiculous. But uh, So defensive efficiency, as we've been talking about, the Pats are first, 49ers are second. They're basically first and second in everything. Every category. P- points per game, yards per game, quarterback rating. And both teams are undefeated going into their respective matchups this week. So... I mean, I know. I mean, Luigi's 49ers fan. I'll let you go with this for a little I, bit. I don't even like. I don't. I mean, there's really not much to say listen, about it. We I don't like. About it every I week. don't like hot talking the 49ers. Yes, no. I love riling up and being like, "Go Niners!" I love getting in your face about it. But I, I don't like putting this team on a pedestal because, truthfully, they still have a lot to prove. They haven't made the playoffs. Yeah, they're only halfway. They haven't group. won their division. They've only. It's only week eight. They haven't even played. Half their games yet. Yeah. They still have nine more games to go. But the best part is that they are competing against the Pats defense for top defense in the league right now. Especially when the de- Patriots defense is playing outstanding. It's a team you hear, the defense you hear about more than any any other team in the league. You just hear about the Patriots defense. Yeah, better than their offense, but it's the best team to have a great defense, a dominant defense, because you just have that efficient offense that just, you know, Tom Brady dices you up, they guess, get dunk. Guess what the 49ers got it's going on? It's the same on. thing. They are, I, I hate to say it, but we're just trying to become the Patriots. I think most, I mean, not most teams, but like everybody wants to be like the Jimmy, Patriots. It's hard to do Jimmy though. G's not a long ball guy. Dude, he knows. Like he was behind he, Brady for how many years? He knows exactly what his place is in the NFL. Yeah. And I think that's what's keeping him successful. He knows he's a kind of guy that's going to win, but he's not going to make, he's not going to be passing for 300 yards every game. Barely no. even 200 yards per game. And he doesn't care. He's a, he's he he grew up in that Patriots locker room. He knows that winning is more important than statistics. Yeah, winning is everything, especially in the NFL. But it's week to week, so we'll see what happens. I don't see either. The Patriots have a really hard schedule coming up. Actually, the Ravens this week. Ravens this For, week. Their first, not even their first test. It's just their first like their their first run through. Yeah, and they're going to Baltimore, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but. but I don't know, but both great defenses coming like showing up every week. So, but uh, MVP race is heating up as we're halfway through the season. Aaron Rodgers is plus one seventy five at one. A couple weeks ago, he wasn't even close to that. And then Russell Wilson at plus two hundred, Christian McCaffrey at plus six hundred, and Pat Mahomes at plus six hundred as well. I mean, I think we're gonna do midseason awards in a, a couple minutes, but I guess we'll just. Skip over that quickly, and then so the Bengals uh, to start Ryan Finley over Andy Dalton in Week Nine. What do you think about that? I mean, they had to do something. <laughs> I think it was like like Zach's um, about to say. It's I mean, I agree. It's it, it's a you know what it is. It's it's a move just to spark something. It's a decision. Yeah, because like you had to change at something. This point, exactly. At this point. You can, how much farther can you go on with Andy Dalton before you say to yourself, maybe we should do something different than this? <laughs> because <laughs> Maybe this isn't working. Maybe this is not the thing that'll make it work. I mean, he... Uh, it's gross uh, to talk about. I mean... It's, it's disgusting. Ryan Finley's not going to do better. The offensive line has been consistently terrible for years. It's not any better. They drafted one of the best offensive linemen in the draft this year. He's hurt, so it doesn't matter. Ryan Finley, we have no tape on him. I don't know how good he's. He hasn't be. played a single. Where's he from? NC State. NC State. 
He's twenty four. He'll be he'll do okay. Fourth round pick this past year. They're gonna lose. <laughs> They're gonna lose bad, probably. I mean, dude, they lose badly. Well, not badly, but they lose every week. They haven't won a single uh, game. I mean, I applaud the Bengals for sitting smelly Andy Dalton finally. He's third in the league in passing. Maybe yards. they're going to be the ones who put the giant bid in for Teddy Bridgewater. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, there's not many. I teams. mean, that's not their main problem. Like, I don't, I don't know if Andy Dalton's their number one problem. He's third in the league in passing. Dude, they yards don't. Right their now. roster isn't great. He's third they, in the league in passing yards. What he doesn't what? have a great. He yeah, has, he has some know, turnovers. John here. Ross isn't playing. AJ Green hasn't played yet. Like it's he hasn't not, had anything. I don't think it's Joe Mixon has played, but tough. Probably because their offensive line is bad. He can't do anything with that offense. Yeah, no. I think that's also Andy Dalton's problem. I don't think Andy Dalton's a a quarterback that needs to be sat. I think it's just a move because they just need something different to happen there. I think the Bengals should blow up their whole facility and just restart everything. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Being a, I thought about it. Being a Bengals fan, you were good for. You have Marvin Lewis for so many years. Would you? You didn't win a playoff game, correct? No. Yeah, a single one. They made it a couple times. Oh, they, they were they were good. Mm-hmm. They won they, their division have, a couple years. 2014, I think. They are very good. Pretty good team. Yeah, AJ, I mean, A.J. Green's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. I, everyone forgets it. Like, it's just he hasn't been on a good team. So, like, he does get, you know, the love that other wide receivers do, but not nearly as, like, OBJ or, you know, someone like that. he's not flashy. I think he's been one of the top five. Oh, no, he's solid. He's, like, he's, he's, he's a monster. He's 6'5". There's people who... There's good receivers, there's great receivers, and then there's receivers who dominate every year consistently, and A.J. Green has been that. He's a Larry Fitzgerald like type he, guy. Yeah, like, Just reliable, always there for you, not a locker room problem at all. Like Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins recently. Michael Thomas recently. Recently, he, but like over the past like five, like five, over the past decade, like those three dudes have been... Every year, you can yeah. count on yeah. them to be really I mean, solid. Yeah. Like besides this year, I he's mean, two a different of them class of receiver, and now he's old. But I mean, it's a, uh, it's tough. They should, honestly, they I would have been interested to see what they could have gotten out of him for a trade. I would have been interested to see if someone was willing no. to part with a first rounder. No, no, I, I they, don't know. They, they cannot trade him. You wouldn't have taken a first and I, a late rounder for no. AJ um, old AJ Green. He's too much on a bad Bengals. Not team? even old AJ Green. Listen. He is too much, like you just said. You said it over and over again. You said oh, he's know. reliable. I know you can't, I you can't risk your most reliable player for a, a first-round pick that could turn out to be a Hall of Famer, but it could also turn out to be a big bust. Yeah, but on a team And being the matter. Bengals, it's probably going to be a bust. Yeah, you're not going to get, even if you get a first-rounder, you're probably not going to get a guy who's better than A.J. Green. No. So no. And more talented and what if especially know, right off the veteran. Bat. What if they don't need a receiver? They do. They do. That, the problem is they do. They 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 haven't had a receiver. That's probably why Andy Dalton's basically been sad. You said what was he in the league for passing yards? Third. Third. So like that's how? just something. I really don't know. I how. don't know how. Who are his receivers? Well, honestly, they're probably just Tyler Boyd. Honestly, they're probably just throwing the ball way more than other teams do. So obviously, he's getting yards. Yeah. Yards technically don't it's really mean they anything. They can't run the ball unless you have a good QBR. You're not throwing picks. You know. You see, he doesn't have those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can have as many yards as you want, but you can't be. It doesn't mean you're a good quarterback. In you know, a so. wise man named Cup Chow once said. If you have a bad offensive line, never run the ball. <laughs> 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 all right, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. But oh, all right, so good part of the show today, midseason awards after week eight, going into week nine. So we'll start off with the MVP, three MVPs for us. 
start off. So, Luigi, go ahead. My MVP is Aaron Rodgers. He has stepped up as of late. And specifically, let me just pull this up for all of you. Aaron Rodgers, in his last two games, has had 769 total yards, nine total touchdowns, a 75% completion percentage. Yeah, he's played well. Last That's in two games. I know, dude. Nine total touchdowns. He's finally figuring it out. 769 he's com- yards. He's coming back to what he used Him to be. Him and Matt LaFleur are finally putting the pieces together. He hasn't had, he hasn't had Devontae Adams the past four games. We haven't talked about That's that crazy. either. That's honestly crazy. He hasn't had his best offensive throw. And, they, what, and he, you know what's happened? They played Aaron some good Jones teams then, right? Up. Jamal so Williams they the has Cowboys, stepped up. Yep. His plethora of backup receivers, whether it's Lazard, Valdez Scantling, or Adronimo Allison, all stepping up. Tr- Jimmy Graham. That team is dangerous. Right no, now. they're good. Because, you know why they're dangerous? Aaron Rodgers is dangerous. My MVP. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's played really well. So mine, personally, is Russell Wilson. This is a tough decision for me because I basically think him and Rodgers are both tied since they basically have similar stats. But Russell Wilson, has, he's ninth in the league for passing yards, but that's whatever. 68.4% completion percentage, which is phenomenal. 17 touchdowns and one interception with a f- 115.5 passer rating, which is the top in the league. He's played phenomenally. And the only reason I would say, personally, that... I mean, it's for both teams, honestly, but I really don't think the Seahawks would be 6-2 and two without Russell Wilson at all. And I don't think the Packers would be 7-1 and one without Aaron Rodgers either, but I don't know. I just personally, but that's that's my MVP at least for now. So. Is that what the Seahawks are, 6-2? 6-2. Six and two? Yes. Six and two. Then I change mine. <laughs> I have Aaron Rodgers as mine right now, but I, I change it. <laughs> the, like We just talked about a little bit how the Packers offense has been missing a few pieces. But the Seahawks' offense has no pieces to begin with. They had Tyler Lockett, and then his second weapon was a blocking tight end who's now hurt. So now he's got to make some other magic. Their offensive line's never good. Their defense is bad. All they have is Bobby Wagner. I mean, it's they shouldn't. They should not be six and two. They're, that's a young. They got Jadavion Clowney. They have Jadavion Clowney okay. and Bobby Wagner. Russell Wilson is playing well, but you can't carry a football team as one person. No, you can't. He's doing it right now. He's he finds people to throw to that shouldn't. be No, the defense football. is good. It, it's, the defense is a lot better than you're giving them. Credit. But also, so is the Packers. It's a Packers defense is very Packers. good too. It's a solid mid tier defense. They're not uh, the worst, and they're certainly not top ten. We won't get into that. We don't have they're enough not. time to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So second up, offensive player of the year, Luigi. Go ahead. If the offensive player of the year is not Aaron Rodgers, it's got to be McCaffrey. I mean, the man has been on a tear against the 49ers the 49ers who were like we were saying before first in yards per game against the uh, other offenses he had 117 yards 8.4 yards per carry a touchdown and four catches on the year 735 rushing yards averaging 5.2 yards per carry and eight rushing touchdowns with 39 receptions he's on a tear I, I, I need to say no more. They are 4-3 and three because of him. They have those four wins because of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, 100%. He's carrying a team. Cam Newton hasn't even really played. He, so well, ha, yeah. They're better off without Cam Newton. <laughs> Besides that, Christian McCaffrey, offensive, uh, offensive player of the year. Yeah. No, I would say the same, but I picked Russell Wilson as my MVP, so I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers. I don't really have to go into that. We talked enough. Uh, so, Zach, go ahead. I'm going to agree with Luigi. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was heavy in the MVP race early, and he remains in the top five. Um, 
And like Luigi just said, one of the best, one of if not the best defense in the entire National Football League couldn't contain him. If they can't contain him, no one's going to contain him. He's going to be ridiculous the rest of the year. Um, I mean, we kind of knew this when he got drafted. We knew this after last year. Um, Christian McCaffrey's ridiculous. He's my offensive player of the year. All right. Defensive player of the year, Luigi. This is a weird one. Not many people will agree with me, but uh, Jamie Collins is my defensive player of the year. Only because I see him increasing in his volume. But uh, right now he's got 44 tackles, six sacks, three interceptions, two forced fumbles, and a touchdown. He is right now, in my opinion, playing the best on that defense. Not carrying because everyone on that defense is phenomenal. Yeah. But he is the standout on the best defense in the league. And I think that constitutes being the defensive player of the year. Well, Stephon Gilmore could also be put up for that, too. So they have great defense, but it always helps when you have great players to play together. And everybody plays better after that. Uh, but mine's going to be Shaq Barrett. So Shaq Barrett has 27 tackles, uh, four, four forced fumbles, 10 sacks in leading the league, and an interception. So for a DN. That's pretty good, and that's why I'm going to take him. Pretty simple. So, I'd put Shaq Barrett as my most improved player or breakout player of the year if I had to put Shaq Barrett somewhere, but I wouldn't put him at defensive player of the year. Um, my defensive player of the year is Devin McCourty. I uh, started the season, first four games, he had an interception in every single game. He's consid- still playing extremely well on that ridiculous Patriots defense. I mean, the... The, Patri- the Patriots' defense is interesting because it doesn't have a lot of ridiculously talented people. <laughs> it's got like five. Yeah. and But they play ridiculous. And Devin McCormick's been at the heart of it. Um, he's my defensive player of the year, especially if they end up going 14-2, 15-1, and the defense is a huge part of it. Jamie Collins is certainly another big part of that defense, but Devin McCourty's been huge in that secondary. Yeah, he's been playing well. But offensive rookie of the year? Uh, I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew. Uh, playing really well for and making a team four and four that shouldn't be four and four, honestly. Uh, right now he has one thousand nine hundred and seventy six passing yards, a sixty two percent completion percentage, thirteen touchdowns, only two interceptions. Right now he's playing phenomenally. I, I mean, there has not been a quarterback on that Jaguars team to play that well, and I. I think he does. He's very deserving of this. I mean, you could also also make uh, arguments for other players, but Gardner Minshew right now is making a team that should not be four and four, four and four. Finding DJ Chark and Chris Connolly, and Chris Conley. I'm sorry, he's he's making it work over there. I think he's got a good eight games ahead of him too. Yeah, he's played well. I was going to pick him, but I'm going to go J- or Josh Jacobs, uh, running back for the Raiders. 620 yards rushing and four touchdowns. I honestly personally believe that he's one of the more primary reasons that they have three wins. He's had some great weeks on the ground. That's a team that really didn't have a ground game. Well, they had Marshawn Lynch, but now they have a consistent ground game with him. So I'm going to pick Josh Jacobs. I'm going to pick Kyler Murray. Um, Been a little bit quiet in Arizona. They do have three wins and one tie, so they only have three losses. Um but watching him play, he, I mean, he's exactly what we thought we were gonna, he was going to be. Against the Giants, he was very dynamic, um, moved the ball well to Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds. But he also had a couple of plays where he trusted his athleticism a little too much, took big sacks in the backfield. He's been playing well. He's been playing efficiently. 
And I think in the future he's going to be one of the top ten quarterbacks in this league. But for now, I think he's just going to be the offensive player of the year, or right. offensive rookie. All right, defensive rookie of the year. This one's easy, and it's all of us across the board are agreeing. Yeah, it's Nick Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa. Uh, I'll read off his stats, and then you guys can go more in depth in it. Um, I I love this guy. Twenty tackles, seven sacks, an interception, and a forced fumble. He didn't start picking up like this uh, until. He had his first sack. His first sack was in Tampa Bay, but his first breakout game was uh, against Cleveland. Two sacks and a forced fumble with four tackles. Yeah, great game. And he's been twice now named the uh, NFC Player of the Week, Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to pick Nick Bosa, and I'm sure Zach is, or Zach is too. Uh, I have nothing really to say. He's played phenomenally. Zach, have you anything to say? Yeah, he's just ridiculous. I mean, there's certain players that are just a different level, and Nick Bosa is there. Yeah, so uh, round out the last two, comeback player of the year. Cooper Cup, coming off an ACL tear less than a year ago, has been on a tear. Yeah, third in receiving yards, I'm going to take him too. Zach, you got anything different? I do have something different, Matt. I'm taking my Emmanuel Sanders, who is now on the 49ers, but, I mean, bless his soul, he was on the Broncos for a long time. Um, He had a ginormous injury last year, and no one expected him to come back as as good as he did. Yeah. And then literally the first two games the Broncos had, he had ridiculous stat lines. He's still good. He's never stopped being good. Now he, scored a he got a touchdown his first game. Already scored a touchdown for Touchdown his first game and like his second catch of the game with the 49ers. Yep. I mean the man the man is a solid receiver. He can play football. Yeah. So finally coach of the year. I think this will be pretty quick, but Belichick. <laughs> I, I literally don't even need to say anything else. I mean, the only I think he might not win only because the people picking will expect him to win because he's always been this good, but he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, he needs one of these on a, another another one of these on his belt. He already has six rings, so he needs he needs one of these. I mean, I I there's nothing to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say Kyle Shanahan. He's really turned around this team, who was not good last year, uh, and they've been playing great so far. So I'm picking Matthew Lafleur of the Green Bay Packers. They've had one of the best talents in football for years, the Packers. Their old coach couldn't get it done. The chemistry wasn't there. Couldn't figure it out. They only have one ring with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. One ring with Aaron Rodgers. It's a shame. It really is. Yeah. This is their opportunity here. Matt LaFleur has turned it around. They buy into him. Most importantly, Aaron Rodgers buys into him. Yeah, that was the problem. Um, that was the problem at first. And see, look they're sitting happening. at 7-1. and one. They're in position currently to win the NFC North. The Vikings are going to give them a run for their money. But currently they're in position. I like their defense. I like the offense with Aaron Rodgers. I like Matt LaFleur. I think they make a deep run into the playoffs. Matt LaFleur is the coach of the year. All right, so those are our midseason awards eight weeks in. We still got eight weeks to go. But we'll start our week nine picks in the last ten minutes of the show. So week eight records, I went 12-3. and three. Zach went 13-2, and two, and so did Luigi at 13-2. and two. Great weeks all around. I'm 66-39. and 39. Uh, overall, Zach is 68 and 37, and Luigi is 58 and 31. So to start off, Thursday night football, 820, 49ers, 7 and 0, 10 point favorites at the Cardinals, 3, 4, and 1. We just talked about basically for 30 minutes about how good the 49ers are. I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers too. Um, I just said that Car- Kyler Murray is my offensive rookie of the year, but that doesn't mean he's going to play. He's going to get a win out of the best defense in football. Um, 49ers march in to Arizona. And take a W. 
You already know who I'm picking. Of course we do. I don't even need to say. No, it's I don't, easy. I'm not, it's you honestly don't need to mouth. say anything. Yeah, I'm picking the best defense in football. All right, to win this game. All right. Classic. 10.30 a.m. in London on Sunday. First game, Texans 5-3, and three, one and a half point favorites at the Jaguars. Well, not at the Jaguars because they're in London, but 4-4. Four and four. I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going to take the Texans, too. They're letting the division slip to the Colts. Um, they need one here if they're going to try and make a run at that wild card spot or if they're going to try and make a run at winning the division in general. Um, they got the same amount of wins as the Colts, one more loss. Texans take a big – this is a divisional matchup, too. Yeah. And take yeah. A big, they go down to Jacksonville to take a big one. Well, no, they're oh, not going to go Jacksonville. To they're London. going to London. They're going to London? Yes. Wow. Well, then they You're go to London. London. And they go to London, yeah. and they make the Jaguars sad that they even went to London. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I almost want to pick the Jaguars. I, I'll Don't. pick the Texans. Good boy. They're a better team. I almost want to pick the Jaguars because it always rains in London, uh, and Leonard Fournette's been a beast. But uh, right now I'm going with the Texans. All right, one o'clock. First game: Bears three and four at the Eagles four and four. Eagles are five point favorites. Eagles had a great win against the Bills in Buffalo. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles too. They need this real bad if they're going to make a run at the same same situation as the Texans. They mm-hmm. got one less win. Um, they're a team that was a Super Bowl favorite coming in. If they want a shot at the playoffs, this is where it starts. I agree. Uh, taking the Eagles. All right. Second one o'clock game, Colts five and two, one and a half point favorites at the Steelers, three and four. Colts have been playing very well. I'm taking the Colts. You're gonna take the Colts too. Uh we just talked about how they're taking the division right now from the Texans right under their feet. Um Steelers have been playing poor. James Connors out. Colts get another one. I agree. Colts get a win. Jacoby Brissett's been playing like a madman. Colts across the board. Third one o'clock game, Jets one and six at the Dolphins zero oh and seven. <laughs> Jets are three point favorites. Oh my god! The Jets don't win this game. It's a shame. So that they have to win. So picking the Jets. I almost i I was so close to picking the Dolphins. Don't pick the Dolphins. But I did it already this yeah. year, and they did they did a bad thing to me, and they lost against the Redskins. <laughs> so Jets. The Jets get their second win. <laughs> <laughs> two, All right, two, two and six. Seven. Two, two and six. six. Good math. Thank you. <laughs> Next one o'clock game: Redskins one and seven at the Bills five and two. Bills are nine and a half point favorites. Bills suffered a loss last week to the Eagles, but they're going to bounce back against a bad Washington team. Bills. Bills Moff goes six and two. Yeah, Bills six and two. It's a weird thing to say, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna play a good game this week. I think they need a good bounce back game after a pretty bad loss to the Eagles. Yeah, definitely. Next one o'clock game: Titans four and four. At the Panthers, four and three. Panthers are three and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to take the Panthers too. Um, if a good team gets embarrassed, they usually come back strong. I don't know if Panthers are a top tier team in the league, but they do have one of the best offensive players in the league and a defense that's playing pretty well. Um, Panthers. I think McCaffrey is going to torch the Titans badly. Yeah, probably. I think it will be a smother. So I'm going to pick the Panthers. All right, Panthers across the board. Final one o'clock game: Vikings six and two at the Chiefs five and three. It's an even spread. There's nothing a very close game. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings too. Um, Chiefs have not been good enough at home at Arrowhead, even with Pat Mahomes, and now he's out. Vikes are still ridiculous. Kirk Cousins is playing way better than he ever has. I think the Vikings are just on too much of a hot streak right now, and they need to make that push to stay. Uh, Stay around in the playoff conversation. If they want to keep winning a big win here against the Chiefs, 
Minnesota across the board. First four oh five game. Buccaneers two and five at the Seahawks six and two. Seahawks are six point favorites. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I'm gonna take the Seahawks too. Um we just talked about whether or not Russell Wilson's gonna be the league MVP. Um this is where he's gonna show it. I mean the Buccaneers aren't good, but if he can make the team six or seven and two, make a run in that Divisional spot. I mean, the, that would put them only two games. I mean, they are two games back from the 49ers, but seven and two. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm picking the Seahawks. All right, we got one more caller very quickly. Caller number five, what's your name? Where are you from? Yeah, hi, this is Scott, and I'm from Section D in MetLife Stadium. I want to ask the guys about uh, the potential ramifications of both the Jets and Giants losing this week and then for the game on the 10. What happens in New York? Ooh. Oh, I mean. Potential ramifications. I mean, the Giants go to what two and seven, and the <laughs> Jets go to one and eight. Oh, if the Jets lose or one and seven, well, uh, listen. The, the the Giants losing has not nearly as poor ramifications as the Jets losing. If the Jets lose, it is fire. It like red alert in New York. So, it, so we'll get we'll be. Will Gase be kicked out of the building by five p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Jets fans can only hope, right? Well, I'm just I'm just thankful it's not a Giants home game, and you know, and uh, one of you gentlemen know who I am from Section D11 in the parking lot. Scott so. Merrifield, what's going on, baby? There it is, big band. First time, first time. <laughs> first time, long time. <laughs> no, first time, first time. Oh, first time, first time. That's right. But I gotta say, it's a great show. Appreciate I, it. I've listened, I've listened to Rutgers Sports Talk Radio, and it's like I don't know NPR. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> <laughs> we bring the energy. We try. That's our picks, but it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I guess we'll see. It'll be it'll be a battle, but uh, we appreciate you calling in, Scott. So, good. Finish up your picks. Thank now you. Got to be hooked on Wednesdays. Appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Peace. Bye. All right. So we'll go quickly in the last two minutes. Four oh five. Lions three three and one at the Raiders three and four. Two point favorites. I'm taking the Lions. This is where I steal one. I'm taking the Raiders. Luigi, I'm gonna take the the Lions. That's a poor choice. <laughs> but I'm taking the Lions too. Get out of here. You're only the Raiders person here. So, all right, last four games, quick. Browns two and five at the Broncos two and six. Taking the Browns. Broncos get one at home, even though Joe Flacco's not playing. He smells anyway. It doesn't matter. Taking the Browns. All right. Packers seven and one at the Chargers three and five. Packers, baby. Packers are good. Chargers are duty. Packers go to L.A. and take one. Agreed, Packers. All right, eight twenty Sunday night. Patriots eight and zero at the Ravens five and two. Great game, Pats. Pats, but I think it's a shootout. Oh, it's a shootout, one hundred percent. I think it's the Pats, but I don't think it's a shootout. I think they smother them. Uh, I think uh, it will happen. Right, watch. We'll, mm. we'll watch. All right, well, we're, we're going to watch. We'll watch. So, I think they will smother them. All right, final game, Monday Night Football. Cowboys 4-3 and three against my Giants, 2-6. and six. I have to take the Giants. Let's go. No, you don't. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you could and lose a game. I'm going to take the Cowboys and win a game. If, uh, if you want to come on my train, you can. <laughs> no, no, I can't pick the Cowboys. That's my least favorite team. Okay, well, by far that makes sense. But I'm picking the Cowboys. Because I almost, I want I, wins. I almost want to pick the Giants. I really do. I actually think this. If anything, the the Cowboys would lose this game. But uh, picking the Cowboys, fair s- enough. Safe call. I'm picking the Cowboys. Because I almost, I want I, wins. I almost want to pick the Giants. I really do. I actually think this. If anything, the 
the Cowboys would lose this game. But uh, picking the Cowboys, fair s- enough. Safe call. Yeah. It's their game to lose. Safe call. I need to keep my record better than yours. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so do I, but I have to And this could Giants, be where so. you steal one. I'm getting you the Raiders, steal you one get the Giants. I really want to steal, steal one. one this week. I think, if anything, you would steal this on us. I, I mean, I hope so. I do hope so. But uh, all right. So those are our picks. Take it as you please. And if you... Thanks for listening and the, all the callers we had. We had a lot this week, so we appreciate that. And once again, you're listening to Fire Football Radio. Myself, Matt McGrath, yeah. Luigi Coppola, and Zach Schmola, my two co-hosts. And thanks for listening in. This has been Fire Football Radio on WHS Stores 91.7. See us again at 6 next Wednesday.